Consider y'all selves hashtag blessed because you've just stumbled across the Gay Agenda YYC, a podcast that spills the tea on all things LGBT and Q in the Calgary area. So join me at the Gay Agenda YYC and the squad hashtag trademark as we solve all your first world gay probs one hashtag at a time. Hey, 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 welcome once again to another super fun and fantastic episode of The Gay Agenda. It is I, Gay Yoda, and uh, with me, not as always, because I kicked up my husband to do other things. He, I'm sure he's banging some sluts, I don't know. It's a very special episode of the show, and it's a Pride edition, but we've got Alex back for his continuing saga of what it's like in his um, whole-called gay life. We were trying to do the math, and you know us, gays and math don't really go together. Atrocious. Uh, so it's been at least over a year. I think we're actually going to settle on 400 days. Yes. That's probably what it was since I, we first did an episode with you. So you've now been gay for 400 days. Yes. Um, and I think that we're just going to explore all of what has happened within the past either year, year. or just since we've... We were together 149 days ago. Yeah. That's um, you're in a bit. Yes. So first and foremost, welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Yes. Now we had been we've been in talks about this for a while, um, and I'm going to do it right off the bat because I just figure it'd be the easiest thing to do about the fact that your name isn't actually Alex. Correct. It has been a like a screen name or like a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about at the one year mark, which didn't work out because of schedules and whatnot. And COVID. And COVID. Of, at my one year mark of coming out, I would come out on the podcast as uh-huh. Dustin. Yay! There it is. He's got a real name. I'm going to just pause and rewind. So everyone, welcome Dustin to the program. Um, it's been uh, it's been funny because I I, I like obviously I know who you are and I know who your boyfriend is and his boyfriend has been on the program and he's talked about Dustin on on the podcast before so it's it's been funny because we're like oh my god he uh, you already know him but if you don't um, are you are you allowed to say who your boyfriend is I think so I mean he (laughs) because he mentioned that he didn't want to mention my real name yep. um, because he wasn't sure if I'd be okay with it and first okay back up okay let's actually back up why didn't you want your name out there to begin with I was out for a day yes exactly <laughs> that is the big thing um, let's all remember that he was newly out and less than 24 hours yes and he still did not know how to uh, no one would know how to deal with that kind of thing and then blasting it out into the world like the way we did. So I, I'm sure everyone can totally understand it. And then to not do it on the 119 or the 251 episode, I think it's it was just, why bother? It's yeah. it's um, for continuity. But now... Now it's the, the big milestone, exactly. if you will. It's a year. We got this. And I think I'm also swindling him into using a face pick for the prof- <laughs> for the actual episode. I think so. So you will, you will. That is him. That is all um, rubber duckying, Bert and Ernie style. 
Yep. Uh, Bubble Bath Boudoir. Yes, so. yes. Which uh, is one of those things we're going to talk about, but you're still into your boudoir shots. Yes. Or Bairdoir, as Bairdoir, I should yes. say. Because let's, let's remember, he does not like you um, starving twinks. Nope. He likes a man who can really eat a ham sandwich like Mama Cass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yours truly. Oh, mm-hmm. he just saw me cringe yeah. in the best way. <laughs> I give him shivers. We did talk mm. about the fact that I have a food fetish, right? Oh my god. No, did we? No. Okay, no. I remember during like the episode where you rated all my kink toys, yeah. I mentioned how in one of the episodes you had that huge list of all the different kinks oh, and you're yeah, like, yeah. what kind of freak is into that? And I was this like, freak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right, and I remember. Yeah, I, I have a thing for, for watching guys eat. Really? Really. That must have been really awkward on, our I think, our first one, because I was eating and you weren't. And I just thought it was because you're a starving twink. So, yep, um, but here I was giving him palpitations of the Southerns. Yep. So, <laughs> I, ju- I do that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm so wrapped up and have all this sexual machismo that just oozes out of me. At all pores. Never apologize for who you are, sweetie. <laughs> That's true. I, it's very, very difficult. Embrace it. Um, okay, so... Yeah, so I had chosen Alex, because um, actually that's... That's my go-to pseudonym, um, which, which probably shouldn't be, because then everyone can just, like, connect all the dots. Uh, but no, it's actually my middle name, is Alexander. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, because when he chose that, I kind of was weirded out, because... That too is my go-to. I don't want to tell you my real name, name because it's my middle name. So we kind of had a Bonnie experience right there. Like this is the name that you give guys that you're never going to see again. Yep, it's great. So whatever. Um, anyone listening who um, may or may not have been given my name as Alex, I'm sorry. <laughs> now you know why I never called you back. <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, uh, but yeah, and so it had been. Yeah, like, I was still pretty sure I was, like, shaking from, like, the nerves. You were terrified. Um, I was talking so fast. Yes. We, yeah, you had to, you, you had a torrential monsoon building up inside you, and you literally, I, like, let uh, open the spigot, and it just all, like, spewed out. Everything that you had was just coming and I think it was funny because you didn't even I don't think you even said everything that you needed to say on that podcast like we were saying a lot of things but you didn't it wasn't we were kind of just hitting places and it was very uh, tangented to where your mind went at that time it's like oh I was thinking of this and then it was like zoom over here but I think that was great I think that was it was showing you that you're not you weren't frantic about what was going on, but there was just so much going on in your mind on yeah. that day that it, I still think it was a great snapshot of yeah. the day. Because I remember asking, I was like, hey, why didn't you tell me to slow down? You said you were dealing with too much already, sweetie. Yep. I wasn't going to make you self-conscious on top of all that. Yeah. So, yep. thank you. But now, I hope that if I speak quickly, <laughs> you'll say slow down, bitch. He is um, definitely putting forth his best effort to enunciate and speak slowly. Yes. Because slowing down my speech, slowing down in terms of my progression, apparently I still need to get a hold of because... Mm. You know, whatever. You've got a lot of time to catch up on. Yep. Okay. So what has happened in the past year? What are your milestones? What, what have you learned 
about yourself, about the community, about blah, blah, blah. Okay. First, do you mind if we, because, like, there's last time up until, like, the, like, hundred and some days ago, but just, like, covering, because we never actually covered Pride Month, and, like, up until the one-year point, and yep. then when we hit the one-year point, we can, like, jump oh, back. Oh, sure. Like, okay with that? Wherever you want to go. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I had mentioned last time, uh, during February, I did the social experiment on myself, where I was only watching um, content by people of color mm-hmm. and, like, on black issues or starring... Um, black stars yep. or things like that. I did the same thing for Pride Month where I was only taking in queer content. Yep. Um, and there's there's a lot of interesting stuff mm-hmm. out there. Stuff that I honestly love. I realize a lot of people hate. Uh, but I think we might hate it because it's either <clears throat> super saturated or... Oh, like hate as in like when people watch it they're like i understand homophobia now mm. or oh i'm straight now <laughs> like what um q force i loved q force me too i fucking loved it's it so good i was so pissed that they canceled it what yes oh. it was on the chopping block but i fucking loved it it was so good anywhere anywhere that you see a, a naked cartoon penis like that is that's my jam. Like I was so I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, and like I just love the little like like individual like quotable lines from mm-hmm. from Twink. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, little country, absolutely host the big girl. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, it was it was really good, and it, actually I thought it it did really well on a lot of social commentary. Yeah, um, and being able to make a farce of a lot of the things in the gay world. Yeah. It was very, very good. Because I was looking for, um, like, one of my friends hasn't seen it, and I wanted to send him, because I'd quoted it, but he d- he hasn't seen it, so he missed how hilarious I was. Of course. And so I went on TikTok, and I was looking for when uh, Mary burst through the door, and then he's like, damn, he's not even in here. I wasted all that masculinity for nothing. Mm-hmm. And Twink goes, not nothing, my little butthole went boop. <laughs> Loved it. Yes, it's so good. And so I found that clip, and then every single TikTok that stitched it mm-hmm. was trashing the show, saying, like, this is what, like, like we don't have enough good representation, this is why people hate us, mm-hmm. like, I understand homophobia now, if this is the only representation that yep. we have, don't bother, like, I'd rather just have straight content, and just hating on it. I was like, one, calm down. Yep. Take several seats. Yep. Just... <laughs> Lie down on all those seats. Sleep on the road. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, everyone just like hated it. And I'm like, then don't watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i super sad there's not going to be another season. I know. Because it was really good. I, I liked it. I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I also watched... Oh, It's a Sin. Yep. Um, surprisingly, didn't cry. Which is weird because I cried. Right? And I, but again, I think that's one of those things where... Uh, it's a generational thing because I lived through the AIDS epidemic so I know what it was like and I know the fear that was attached to that Um, and I I don't know I'm thinking well now it wouldn't be the same thing but if there was any if there was a documentary on polio or the smallpox epidemic and how many people died for that and then one of us watching it will be like, meh, okay. Yeah. But your 80-year-old grandma might be like, oh my god, I remember the days. Exactly. So, And I did see a lot of people saying that the smallpox epidemic that's happening now is very um, comparable. Or, sorry, what did I say? Smallpox? Smallpox. Oh. Same uh, it, family it, of virus. Yeah, sorry. Um, the monkeypox mm-hmm. epidemic that's happening um, is they are 
picking and choosing what help they'll give when and a lot of people are seeing some scary comparisons yeah. to the AIDS and HIV epidemic. And so, but like, when, when I watch Pose, tears. Yeah, okay. Constantly, yeah, yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. And it deals with like the same issue. So mm -hmm. I found um, that I was able to connect more with the characters of Pose. Okay. But with It's a Sin, I found that the attitude towards the um, HIV and AIDS was a better portrayal saying like oh it's a scare tactic like yeah. a gay flu like that's yeah. homophobic like get those flyers out of here and just seeing the disbelief in the early stages yeah. i thought was a very um for someone who didn't live through that a very informative uh representation because it did seem very genuine as to what would have happened at the time mm -hmm. and saying no like this is london it's not america you don't have to worry about yeah. that and just seeing how much um I don't want to use the word like propaganda, mm -hmm. but just like group think yeah. was happening as to, oh, it's not a problem. Yeah. And that is really what hooked me was the fact of, oh, people don't realize what's happening. And that was it. But it was more of this like, it's kind of like roadkill where like you don't want to watch, but you can't look away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> as opposed to like the emotional, it was okay. the like intellectual like grab. All right. I, I, I get that. Um, I think it's... Uh... It was to, it was just really emotional for me because uh, I could definitely see all of that happening. And unlike other ones that came out this year, have you watched um, the new Queers Folk? I haven't watched any oh, Queers Folk. Oh God! If, like you had a whole month, literally. I know. If there was one uh, one series you needed to watch, it was either British, which is like a season and a half. There's like ten episodes in the whole thing. Yep. Or the American one, both of which are super amazing. And I think... It's I, on my list. I, okay, fine. I watch a lot of queer stand-up comedy. There's some great queer stand-up comedy. Actually, it, I am definitely getting into that, and it's it's funnier. I don't usually do comedy in general. I like drama, I like horror, I like thriller, all that stuff. Comedy is... Uh, what I find funny is not what other people tell me is funny. Exactly. Like, and, and I don't uh, relate to a lot of comics because most of the ones I watch are straight or, you know, cis men and like stuff like that. It's just yeah. like, I don't fucking care. Get, watch but gay comics. Out on stage. Yes. I, I think uh, that was on Netflix, right? Um, Amazon. Was it Amazon? And we yeah. watched it. It was hilarious. Yeah, yes, it was good. Yeah, because there's the movie, then there's like the the, t the episodes of it where it's, mm -hmm. it's three comics per episode, each like a 10-minute set. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so not every comic hits uh -huh. but that's just stand-up comedy for you mm -hmm. uh and some stuff is absolutely hilarious gonna go on a little bit of a tangent for the one. Oh my god but he was talking about like we don't have like proper representation in movies because mm -hmm. you never see gay assassins <laughs> we would be the best assassins mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then he does this whole thing as like this is, here let me show you what it would be like <clears throat> delivery for mr richardson oh you didn't know? Well, it was ordered today, and we come quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to deliver it to him? Are you going to do the singing telegram as well? Uh, okay. Oh, you need to frisk me first? Okay. And he, like, bends over. I wore my good jock strap today. <laughs> oh, metal detector? Hopefully my Prince Albert doesn't set it off. Bloop. Oh, I can go through? Thank you. It just passes through every single <clears> checkpoint. <throat> no one realizes. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, boom. The shank guy's dead. Shank. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I... A funny thing. I was at Stampede. And I've realized I channel my inner gay assassin mm -hmm. because I was trying to 
Being blunt, I had like five cans of beer inside my water bottle. Mm-hmm. So not beer, coolers. <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. <clears throat> okay, yeah, yeah. Five cans of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Because he's gay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, ew, beer, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so I have like this huge freaking water bottle. I can hold like two liters. And so I poured as many cans as would fit. And then it's all black. And it's like, you know they're going to check that, right? I was like, are they? Are they really? Like, real? what's going to happen? He's like, they'll make you dump it out. I was like... Hell no. No, no. <laughs> so I turned on my inner gay assassin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Started complimenting, like, her makeup and, like, this and that. And, like, she complimented mine. And we were just, like, chatting while I was just like, okay, have a nice day. I was like, okay, you too. Bye. And I walked in and they're like, what? How? Exactly. Also, gay assassin. Mm-hmm. Gay assassin. You heard it here, folks. That gay assassin works every time. Yep. No one expects uh, Okay, so. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, so you're still watching... No, that was June that you were watching all the LGBTQ stuff, right? Yes. Um, Discovered some good queer music artists as well. Okay. Finally started listening to uh, Girl in Red. Okay. Um, I was like, mm, Like, I know she's queer, but it's like lesbian music. I don't know if I'll be able to relate. <laughs> it slaps regardless. Okay. So everyone listen to Girl in Red. She's okay. fantastic. Uh, I, oddly enough, there was a song that I heard... Um, uh, like, it was like a few weeks ago, and it was a lesbian anthem and i'm like my god this slaps this is amazing i totally sent it to all my lesbian friends which is like three of them <laughs> and they're the ones that i call when i need to fix shit around the house so i i send it to them and they're like oh my god this is amazing and i'm like i know right so it's uh, we are able to listen to other artists it's not just either really gay artists or britney like right. it's Expand your horizons, people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then, like, there was one who, I love it, I did cheat a little bit, because there was, like, I was like, I really want to listen to, like, this artist, and I'd look up, like, are they queer or not? And it's like, well, they... <laughs> they queer enough. They didn't identify as straight, so that's close enough. They dabbled in college. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, there's sometimes where I was like, I... So, I, I listened to some Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <gasps> yes. And so... Um, I will always approve. Like, way back, like, 2007 Miley. <laughs> fine. He's talking about the climb, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Seven things, um, all that. But, uh, and then Youngblood. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I, I knew he was queer, but then I, like, heavy, like, dived headfirst into his music. So good. Mm-hmm. His album comes out in, like, a couple days. But I was like, he was here, like, three months ago. <laughs> Why did I listen to him before? I would have gone to the concert. <laughs> Remember, you're only in your first year of being gay. So you have, like I said, you've got a lot of catching up to do and a lot of things to know. Um, It was weird because I was at, um, I was at my tattoo artist's like last week and he put it on a playlist and he's like this major straight bro. He's like, it's, it's funny. I, I, I fake flirt with him all the time and he like fake reciprocates by like sending me teasing shots. The fucking punk. Uh, You know who you are. (laughs) And um, anyway, he's putting on music and he's like, oh my God, you got to listen to this because they, 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 it sounds like a total hard rock punk uh, emo thing. And then they start talking about sucking dick and fucking their friends. And I'm like, and he's like, he knows all the lyrics and he's singing along. I'm like, dude, you're so weird. Like, how do you love this gay shit? And he's like, I love this gay shit. So um, I can't remember who the artist is. I'm going to have to get him to send it to me again because... Um, yeah, but it, it was it was pretty good. So yes, there is a lot of new up and coming queer artists that are out there. Yes, um, not just Bad Bunny because he kisses backup dancers, and just a lot to actually be had right now. Uh, thankfully, I think we can all say 
Little Nas X really pushed the envelope for that last year where even some stuff that I was like okay you need to tell like I understand it was for like promotion and it was like a publicity stunt the pregnant photos still creep me out I know I know I'm like I mean go off be a bad self see I think here I want to harken back to what we actually said before that uh, all of these gay people were complaining about Q-Force not being proper gay representation what is gay representation if not being able to push the boundaries? Exactly. If not being able to go over and above what our gayness is. Yes, I know we're all, well, not we, because I will never complain about having um, hypersexualized gay men in gold speedos yeah. f- dancing on a float. That is part of. The gay agenda. Coming up this week. Exactly. Like, that is a a whole part of what makes us who we are as a gay community. But, yes, it is also the white picket fence, 2.5 dog, maybe a kid if you're lucky, family in the suburbs. Yeah. Like, that's also us. But... No, I don't want to say no one wants to see that representation, but that representation ain't going to sell. Yeah, exactly. So the networks also need to be able to make money. I, back in, back in my day, so, (laughs) (laughs) um, Queer as Folk, when it first came out, everyone thought that it was too much. It was too gay. It was too in your face. Now it's tame, right? But still, people were mad because... The, oh. the straights were mad because that's they that was like oh well, they got stuff like Euphoria whatever. and Euphoria right now too. Same, actually, Euphoria is actually really good representation because I still need to finish. It's it. very subtle. You shut the fuck up. Oh my god, have you? I've started it. I'm oh. way through. I haven't finished. Oh, <laughs> this, I'm, I'm ending this. <laughs> if he hasn't seen. Um, the dance routine. And you posted on the Discord. I saw the dance okay. routine. Oh god, so good. It's up for an Emmy. Is like, it? It is. It's up for an like. This is how good queer representation can be. Now, of course, it's dance, so it's got to be gay. But <clears throat> it's up for best choreography on a limited series or Damn. whatever, whatever. So it because it's amazing. Um, I, I freaked out. I freaked when that actually happened because I didn't think that it was possible. I haven't made it to the dance You need yet, to see it. But, um, Literally, you do. Because it is the gayest thing that has ever been aired on television. Gay. <laughs> Capital G-A-Y. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, subscribe to HBO Max. Go watch it now. Season 2, episode 7. And <laughs> it's in like the last 40 minute, Like it's in 40 minute mark or some shit. Oh. Um, yeah. and then- but yes, so just representation in and of itself. It has changed over the years. And now people are pissed because we've gone so far in this direction that they want to snap back because they want to be more conservative. They want to be seen as more of a family. Which and is fine. Like everybody else. a lot of the time, like I, I didn't realize before I came out, but like one thing over this past year is that a lot of the time simply existing is too much for people. Yes. They're like, you need to tone it down. Yes. I'm like, you do realize that I'm playing one song that's a guy to a guy and that's too much. It, mm-hmm. One, it's Sam Smith. Okay, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, <laughs> we just spent the last hour 
listening to Taylor Swift love songs and listening to like every other love song on the radio and yeah. all of the rom-coms we've been watching all weekend and all of the like all of that you don't see as straight you see it as normal normal mm-hmm. but as soon as it's a gay couple holding hands in the background yeah or like the new like there's that um single all the way the the gay hallmark mm-hmm. it's like comparison how many straight Hallmark Christmas movies are there? Have we had to sit through starting in October? Right? Yes. And so, um, and then also, just on the topic of like representation, like toning it down, stuff like that, I did see a video on TikTok that made me contemplate, which was someone saying, oh, Sean Mendez is totally in the closet. Mm-hmm. Like, he just hasn't admitted it yet. Mm-hmm. And then it was like this scene of like, hey, I thought that you wanted to break down gender stereotypes. Yeah. And that that was all about like inclusion and accepting people for how they are. But you want it one way. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, so you want to be able to say, well, not all gay people are this way, but you want to accept all straight people are one way. And if they deviate from the straight box that you put them in, then they have to be queer. You're not yeah. be- I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. I've done that in the past. Yeah. And that helps to sort of, like, change my perspective. And I was like, just because someone's a little fruity doesn't mean they're necessarily gay. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're necessarily straight, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think um, also, because um, if we... Not to take an archaic turn, like, an archaic scale, but, like, the Kinsey scale. Yeah. When it, go, when it first came out, it was, like, a zero to six scale on how gay are you. We now know that it's not just a slide rule kind of thing. It's a spectrum. We have, and all of the the woke haters out there will hate the fact that it's a spectrum. And then there's many different levels of gayness. And then there's many different levels of queerness. Exactly. That they don't understand because... Uh, they think that as soon as you're not straight, you need to change your pronouns. Or some stupid shit like that. It's just... I think I am all about, of course, expanding the queer community. Um, Because within it, for us, we understand it. We know why there is 26 different letters in the acronym. Like, we, we get it. Like we're called the Alphabet Mafia for a reason. Yeah, no, like we understand like what's going on, and we know that there is a difference between the G's and the P's and the B's and the U's, whatever. Like we know that you don't want to be be identified if you're an intersex person or if you're an asexual. You're you do not want to be represented with the the gays. Yeah, right. You're different. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, it's like. Um, one thing that confused me for a long time, I think I may have mentioned this in one of the earlier episodes, um, is the reason why it took me so long to accept the fact that I was gay is because I didn't understand the difference between sexualities and romances. Mm-hmm. So for a while I thought I was bi. Because I was yeah. like, I've gone on dates with girls, um, I like have fun, I feel this like attraction you to like them. girls, but not their parts. Yeah, but the thought of like being intimate with... Oh, like shudders. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like it's just it's not my cup of tea yep and so and then when I realized I was like okay I'm homosexual bi-romantic yeah so like in theory if I had a asexual partner who identified as female I could be totally satisfied in that mm-hmm. romantic relationship mm-hmm. while still identifying as gay yep 
because yeah yeah so and i think that in uh, at me as a gay man can totally understand that i get that yeah right i can just because i am a homosexual and i am a homer romantic it's like that's just well not romantic because you know me i don't do that <laughs> anyway i only married my husband for money um so, but it, I think it's the straights that just can't understand that because they're so black and white and that they're, they're tied with who I love has to be who I have sex with. And that's a big part of it too. Like, uh, then us trying to explain what a open uh, or a poly relationship, oh, totally I, leap years. I told my sister <clears throat> about my boyfriend, James. Yep. From the podcast. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, hey, so... In the queer community, intergenerational relationships are a thing. There's actually a documentary called Fountain of Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I want to. And it's all about why intergenerational relationships are a thing in queer Mm -hmm. spaces. Um, And so I was like, yeah, he's 60. He's 33 years older than me. He's my boyfriend. And he has a husband. (laughs) And she just like, like, like her brain stopped. I know. Like, like, it wasn't even, like, cogs turning. It's, like, they froze. <laughs> and then I try to explain how, like, you can be, like, poly, but you can be monogamous, or, uh, be, not monogamously poly, that doesn't work, sorry. You can be poly, but in a closed relationship. Yep. Versus poly in an open relationship. Yep. And trying to do all that. And eventually, at one point, she's, like, I'm tapping out. Yep. It's it, brain overload. Again, it's just one of those things. And, yeah, it's one thing that, like, some people are, like, you know what? You do you. Be happy. Mm-hmm. As long as you're happy, we're all good. Um, before, and we're going to uh, take a quick grinder break pretty soon um, just to see if um, Dustin can find another boyfriend. Um, just to add to the pile. And But a year ago, do you think old you would have been able to understand all of that so far like um, <clears throat> like you said you didn't know what you were because you didn't know yeah the, what gay what like even okay like like pre coming out of the closet or like day one wherever you want to take it okay um i think like when i was still like fully actively mormon yeah um I think from, like, an intellectual perspective, as long as it was explained in a way that I could understand. Like, if, if future me could explain to younger me, yep. totally fine. Stop. No, because we, <clears throat> we as in the gay community, try to intellectually tell people exactly how it works yep. to non-gay people all the time in a scientific, <clears throat> and a this, is, a this is how it is, A, B, C, D, but- flow... They don't understand shit. But remember, I also like dived headfirst yes, into the linguistic history of queer you slang. Are Words anomaly. and definitions are my thing. Yeah. So if I was like, "Hey, there's this thing," and if I could explain it, because I know how I understand. Yeah. If I could teach yeah. myself, true. Then I think I would have understood from an intellectual perspective. Okay. Emotionally, I would have been like, "That's too weird. I'm not." No. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I fell into being poly. We weren't looking for a poly relationship, yeah, but true. now we are, and we're happy, and it works for us. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, which I remember when you told me, um, <clears throat> I think you sent a message on Discord. Weren't you asking 
about poly relationships or was that someone else asking you because now i can't remember uh someone was asking and then i think you're like hey talk to dustin i know someone <laughs> yeah and then he messaged me and he's like hey question about being poly oh, yeah, and i was yeah. like you figured out from the podcast he's like it's not hard bro like oh yeah yeah okay that's right yeah yeah <clears throat> um it's very clearly you yeah i was like <laughs> Touche, touche. We'll uh, yeah, we did not keep it a secret, people. Yeah. If, if anyone is either on the Discord channel, the community that we host, you would have known who yeah. exactly it is. The picture is. we used with me wrapped in Christmas lights, Yeah, I posted to the Discord, so you yeah. could literally just look at who posted. Yeah, it's not that difficult. It, this was not a Nancy Drew scenario. No. More Scooby-Doo right. than anything. We literally pulled off the mask. Okay, <laughs> so with that... Uh, we're going to go take a quick break, uh, and we will be right back. Okay, and we are back, and um, oddly enough, as soon as we pushed pause and... Uh, Dustin fired up the app. He was getting messages left, right, and center. Yeah, my watch actually vibrated. I know. So how does, like, how does it feel to be like the fresh meat? Isn't um, it great? Yeah, because it's uh, being... Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, all the gays are downtown. But, like, none of, like, the gays that I'm attracted to... <laughs> because the gays that are downtown are the ones who are, like, up until 4 a.m. partying and yes. drinking and going to Twisted. And all the gays that I'm interested in are, like... Be home by 11, I need my CPAP machine, <laughs> and we can just cuddle and watch some movies. Yes, that's, that's exactly my kind of it. day. I can totally see it. Um, the on the outskirts. <clears throat> he likes the suburban bears. Yes. Yeah, the bears in the woods. Um, okay, so what were we, what were we talking about? Um, okay, so on the... I still want to talk about Pride with you, yes. because last year... Didn't do Pride because there wasn't one, so you weren't able to do it. But you would have just come and, out, so whatever, and, whatever. Yeah, and I also, I was planning on coming out during Pride Month, but mm -hmm. complications, I didn't end up coming out. It came out the month after. Yeah. Um, and so this will actually be my very first Pride. Yes. Um, but before we get there, I want to talk about my one-year oh, yeah. mark. Like okay, the, yes. Yeah. Go with that. Because we were supposed to meet on, like, the day of, but then I think, like, scheduling conflicts mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. on your end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. And then I went to Quebec City for 12 days. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a nice, like... So it was just me and my parents for, like, 12 days. Really? Yeah. That was interesting. That it would be interesting. Um, we had a great time. Super fun. Yeah. Um, without getting, like, too far into it, I went for something called FISM. It's the Olympics for Magic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not Magic the Gathering. Screw that card game. <laughs> Actual magic, like prestidigitation. Yes, it's the uh, the world championship <clears throat> for magicians. Okay. And so it was a six-day convention that ran from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, oh, 16 hours. Oh, fuck's sakes. Right? It's magic just to keep me awake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there was, like, jam sessions and lectures and competitions, and it was absolutely fantastic. And so I realized that, like, when we were flying out was my one year. And so it was, like, my, my present to myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. I bought my tickets in 2018, so it just happened to line up. But mm -hmm. I was like, this is a really awesome gift to myself. Yep. I was like, yay you me. made it a year. <laughs> yeah, pull a lot and tipped in. Yay, me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then the... Okay, side note. And I, I know this is going to sound like I'm some whiny bitch complaining. Um, because I do acknowledge thin privilege is definitely a thing. 150%. Mm -hmm. 
But big privilege is a thing, too. What? Because it went sitting for 16 hours a day, mostly in, like, bleacher seats. My ass is so bony, I got pressure ulcers, like mm-hmm. bed sores. Mm-hmm. Because the bone and the seat would pinch the skin in between. I get it. And it started destroying the tissue from the pressure. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, bed sores from my bony ass. <coughs> and none of the bigger people have to deal with that issue. Um, I'm sorry, but if I sit down for too long, my ass just falls asleep. So I get it. And then when I try to get up, I can't walk... Because all the pins and needles, so I have to, like, stand there and, like, whatever, whatever. Um, because my, And because my legs are so short that if they at all dangle off the side of a chair, because they'll do that. Your legs fall asleep. My leg, my entire leg falls asleep because the blood flow gets cut off right at the base of the butt cheek. So... I'm not saying that it's... Oh, God. I'm not saying that I have it worse. Okay. <laughs> I will take this. I kind of think he is. Like, he's saying... That we're equal. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> Please, I know my place. That's right. <laughs> um, and so it's just every single bear friend that I've talked to, they're like, <laughs> "Sucks to be you." Yeah. Never had that problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, although I can't sit for more than what thirty minutes to an hour because my waistband starts cutting off the all the uh, blood flow to my lower regions. So this is true. So that's even worse. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just saying it's kind of funny. It was. It, he was just. It was just a note. Yes. It, it was a footnote in the uh, life that is Dustin. Yes. And then while I was there, my my parents, um, they had some interesting conversation. Okay. It's not what they said. It's how they said it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, like the undertones. Yeah. yeah. It was like a lot of that. That was just like, so I was like, you know what? Don't need to get into it. Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But then there was like some weird, like, Mormon specific conversation <laughs> that we had. Okay. Which I'm not even going to bother getting into because unless you were like raised in the church and mm-hmm. like understand all of the doctrine that comes with like pre earth life and like after death yeah, and yeah. like souls and spirits and all that stuff. And like, it was basically like, where do trans people fit in regards to like exaltation in the next life? Here's the doctrine behind it. I was like, you're forgetting about this doctrine. He's like, well, what about what the prophet said this? I was like, but this prophet said this. And I can still sling it like back and yeah, forth yeah, yeah. with like scriptures and stuff like that. Uh, and so then, and this was over like just a giant plate of poutine. And we we're just like chatting about <laughs> like the salvation of trans individual souls. And I was like, this is a really weird conversation. Yeah, uh, that's very strange. Yeah. And my dad's the one that brought it up, not oh, me. All right. So I was like, I'm just going to bow out of this. Hey, maybe he wanted the input. To we agreed with, we'll person. have to wait till the next life to see what happens. And I was like, I agree. Can we get it to go pack it, please? Yes, please. <laughs> Two boxes. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you went on this trip. Did you get any good deep dicking while you were there? Tried. Okay, it's um, very difficult to parents. Flirting in French is so much fun. Really? Straight up. I, I, I don't know I, French. <laughs> I am French, and I still wouldn't be able to do it. Like... I don't know French whatsoever, mm-hmm. although there was this one guy, super cute, and I got this, like, killer app that actually, like, translates almost, like, perfectly. Mm-hmm. Almost. Give or mm-hmm. take, like, a subtle thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we were, like, texting back and forth for, like, four or five days. Wow. And I was like, do I, like, dip out on the convention to get dick, or <laughs> do I use the $600 ticket that I purchased? Mm-hmm. And Magic One. Yeah. 
But yeah, like if if anyone is out there, if you're traveling, if you get like a decent quality translation app where you can actually have like fluid like conversations, like yeah. paragraph by paragraph, mm-hmm. flirting one of the love languages. It it hits different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do even when you do get okay if you if you watch any Latin or any kind of like Italian or Spanish or even a French movie and you watch it with the subtitles, not dubbed because dub- dubbing is terrible. Yep. But if you watch the subtitles and it, it's always just like, and there's like some kind of sexy time going on. It is like the weirdest, mm-hmm. most random things they say, but it's, yeah. it's super hot. I mean, like, like all, pretty sure all the gays have watched Emily in Paris. We know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a thing. Um, but yeah, and so, and like, there's this one guy at the convention who's, like, super closeted. Um, and he's like, I was like, hey, you want to send a Facebook? He's like, only if we're going to hook up. I was like, one of my rules, I don't hook up unless you send me a face pic. Mm-hmm. I've had bad experiences in the past with people not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just, like, stopped chatting with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not wasting no. my time at the World Championships. Look, she's already at that level. Looking for Good someone for who's flaky. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. bye. Mm-hmm. And then I came home, and I was actually surprised by James. He was super sweet. He got hit some leftover pegboard at his uh, house, and he built me a kink wall in my apartment. Oh. Yeah, because anyone who saw the video on TikTok of all my toys mm-hmm. sprayed out across Nosey's the table. super kinky. Mm-hmm. So now I have, like, hooks for everything because he was so sick and tired of me saying, oh, I have an idea. And I'm like, wait, I know it's in the bag somewhere, like, dumping it out. Like, it totally kills the mood for him. And I turn it into, like, a bloodhound yeah. being like, where are the nipple clamps? I know like, they're here somewhere. that bag was like Harriet's Magic Hats. It yeah. was ridiculous. It was a Mary Poppins bag of never-ending freakiness. Exactly. Yeah. And so now it's all on, like, nice organized pegs on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, one second, reach over, pluck it off, and it's there. Look, here's the gag, you gimp. Yeah. Right? Super nice. Yeah. Um, and then he had, like, fresh flowers that he bought for me. Oh. Um, and he'd rearrange the furniture in my apartment, which I'm actually a big fan of. I've lived there for like six months, and I've already rearranged the furniture four times. Oh god, I, I, it drives uh, Eric insane because I have to rearrange furniture all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I need a change. Yeah, exactly. It's like gays, you have a midlife crisis, you dye your hair blonde, and you change the furniture. Literally, those are the two steps. You just realized you've done. Oh that. yes, <laughs> I have blown his mind. Oh. <laughs> Straight up. On day 400, he had yet it to realize a- why he dyed his hair or bleached his hair blonde. I thought it was because I wanted, like... <laughs> okay, now, hold up. I wanted... And this should have this tuned me in that I was gay. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Kevin from the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys, they had frosted tips. Yes. I've yes. wanted frosted tips since elementary school. Yeah, yeah. And my parents were like, no, not a thing. So as soon as I moved out at 25, right at the point of my quarter-life crisis, mm-hmm. I had to convince all of my roommates to dye their hair blonde as well. So yeah. it didn't look like me rebelling. It looked like roommate unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three of them did it. <laughs> all three of them were also having a gay life crisis. Um... Let's just say <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was like, no, not my thing. Um, so we're like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, and then we just harassed him for the time. He was steadfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I think I could do a whole... Uh, it's actually the first one of us to get married. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, good for him. So. Um, uh, okay, so 
We um, got, what were we talking about before I like totally like um, ruined your your day? Uh, what's it? Rearranging furniture. Mm. Um, yeah, because like I went and then I like moved houses. So, like I need a change. Moved out of my parents' basement, thankfully. Dyed my hair blonde and then came out as gay. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like every few times, like when mm-hmm. I had COVID, I was like, I need a change. Mm-hmm. Rearranged the apartment, and mm-hmm. so he had rearranged it. Um, and yeah, now it's sort of like. Uh, there's like his house with his husband and then there's like our house at my apartment and so it's super nice that now it actually feels like homey Mm -hmm. with both of us instead of just like hey I'm gonna spend time at your apartment yeah and And this is where I just hang my shit exactly Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it's been less of like a this is the husband and this is the boyfriend and mm-hmm. now like these are both my partners yep and it's okay. it's been That's like good. Yeah, it's been like super super awesome yeah because so. I know um, even <laughs> trying to get wrap your head around a lot of the the poly relationship vibes and all that all that stuff is difficult for a lot of people yeah and I want to say grown up people yeah. and not even like you've you've kind of been thrust into it over in the past year with this entire like new world like right now i sound like a disney song i know um i'm bell happening right now oh no wait that's jasmine aladdin. yes that's right i feel like princess jasmine exactly i See? mean um, aladdin it still sounds gay mary <laughs> Sorry, yes, I had see, to. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm almost needing to put like a link directly to Q4 so you can just go and watch it and sign a petition. Side note, there was a comment on the Discord after the last episode that we talked about mm-hmm. where someone said, we need a list of all of your queer recommendations for like TV shows. Mm-hmm. We should do a podcast Yeah, yeah. where we do that. I have done a podcast. It actually wasn't on here. It was one of my, on one, one of my old podcasts where we talked about gay representation in media. So I think that would be a good thing to do. So um, any, every, okay. So any of the listeners who are listening, send me your favorites for movies, music, uh, TV, books, all that shit. Yeah. Just, um, I want to run the gamut. That way we can have all of our bases covered. Special yes. request. If any of y'all have any like queer horror where we're not just like the quirky side character who gets killed. Mm, I just watched something that was actually Was it hate really crime? Because um, no. the one that I watched was hate crime of like this couple who moves their like pastor next door neighbor moves in and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they start getting like death threats and like all that stuff and it's a huge hate crime. Um, good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some horror. Hate crime. Four stars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no shit. Now I can't remember what it was, but I was pleasantly surprised that it had a very strong gay theme, and it was a horror, and the gays didn't die off right away. So it was, and I, one of them is the main character. I was like, holy shit. Um, was it everyone's gay? Nobody dies. Uh, well, not 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 everyone dies. But there's a lot of gays, and some of them survived. Oh, like, like, there's a show, and, like, the tagline is, everybody's gay and nobody dies. Okay. I can't remember. Anywho. Yeah. Um, um, anywho, if I remember what movie I watched, because I watch a lot of fucking movies, uh, then I will also post that on the thing. But I was, okay. I was like, yeah, it was very Last good. thing that I'll say on the subject before we get back. Mm-hmm. Hetero. Okay. Is an... It's, it's a series okay. about a GSA. Mm-hmm. It's an independent film by Third Charm Films. It's on YouTube. Episodes are for free. Okay. Um, 
it's all like teenage directed teenage like they're the writers they're the actors they're the performers they're the makeup artists everything is done by queer youth Mm -hmm. by queers for queers it is fantastic and it gives me like oh it's a feeling of sudage which is a gaelic word that means longing for something that you never had don't worry about it sweetie okay um basically it's like have you ever missed an experience that you've never actually had you're having fomo Basically, mm-hmm. for something you've never experienced. Yep. And so me not being able to experience being, like, a queer youth and mm-hmm. being able to, like, experience the butterflies and, like, oh, that person likes me. Do I like them? Like, I never had that because I wasn't out. Yep. And when you're 18, you just jump to the dick because mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. And so... There's no romance. There's just gagging. Exactly. Yeah. And so... Oh my God, that's a tagline. This is going to be, like, <laughs> the tagline of my uh, life biopic. Yes, that's... Yeah. Exactly. On AMC. (laughs) (laughs) And so it is like a really cute um, show that's basically like a GSA. The principal is like, hey, this is just a club for you and your friends. Double, like you have no straight people. Mm -hmm. Double the population of the club. You have two weeks. Otherwise you get shut down because Mm -hmm. there's no straights in your alliance. And so it's like these like ragtag breakfast club queers um, versus, like, the school principal in society, and it's called Hetero. It's absolutely fantastic. All right. Third Charm Films on YouTube. Okay. Anywho, back on track. Plug. Um, what was the track? I think we've gone so far off track, we can't even veer back onto the right one. Oh, uh, no, we were talking about how James had just finished through my apartment and about uh, wrapping people's brains around Polly. Yes. And one thing that was interesting that we've actually been navigating the past little while that I think we're finally over, um, thankfully, because... It took a while, uh, and thankfully one of my old co-workers um, when I lived in Red Deer was Polly, and there's times where I'm like, I need some help! She's like, oh god, what did you do? I was like, it's not work-related. She's like, okay, how can I help? <laughs> and I was like, are these feelings normal about being Polly? She's like, 100%. So she sort of like, coached me through it, yep. so like, bless for her. Um, this is why we keep lesbians around. <laughs> right, exactly. They keep us grounded. To fix everything. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, couple's privilege. Mm-hmm. And it's things that, if you're in the primary couple, you don't even acknowledge. Why would you? Yep. Because you don't have it. It's not your world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like how most of the time I don't recognize my fin privilege, except for when I'm at bear events or if we're going out something. I'm like, oh, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, three out of the eight of us can go. Yeah. Because, yep. yeah. And so it's only when you're around that. When you're the outsider. Exactly, that mm-hmm. you realize it. And so it's um, defaulting to the primary relationship. Yep. So, like, if there's times where it's like, oh, hey, like, do you want to hang out tonight? It's, hey, sorry, I can't. I need to be there for primary Mm -hmm. partner. Or if, like, I'm having a rough day, and if uh, the primary couple is having a rough day, taking a back seat. Yes, you do not get first priority. Exactly. And so, um, and that was a little bit of strain for a while. Mm-hmm. And now that it's gone from this is my husband, this is my boyfriend, to these are both my partners, mm-hmm. it's actually been absolutely incredible. As long as it's equal. And I think yes. that's that's the big part. And I, unfortunately, I don't think it's a you issue No. in regards to that. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's a, the fact that like, if the three of us lived together, mm-hmm. it would have been easier. Yes. I live a 25-minute drive away. Yes. So everyone has to make an effort with in order to keep the all relationships going. Exactly. Yes. And so, I'm like, if you're monogamous, if you're polyamorous, like, 
relationships are hard. Relationships take work. Mm -hmm. And there are some unique challenges with being poly. There are also some unique pros and absolutely incredible benefits to mm -hmm. being poly as well. Yeah. Um, like not having to be the end-all, be-all, yep. everything for your partner. Where if there's something where he's like, hey, I'm struggling. And I'm like, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. I don't, I'm okay with that because that's not how I love and support him. He can go to his husband for that. Mm -hmm. Or if there's times where he needs something that um, his husband uh, doesn't come naturally for him, mm -hmm. he can come to me and I can be that support. And so there's that yep. back and forth. And then it's interesting because both of us only have one partner, but he has two. Mm -hmm. And so then that's another interesting dynamic as well. But there's some absolutely wonderful benefits to not having to be the end-all be-all support. Yeah. But also there's the, like when needing support, if the person is supporting the other, then that's red pill, blue pill. You I, can't pick and choose. Exactly. Um, I completely understand because I know I've had the same conversation with Eric when I have said, I know that I am, <laughs> I am not the most emotionally supportive person on the planet. That is fine. Um, I will, you know, I will support you uh, as much as I possibly can emotionally, but sometimes I just don't get things because I just don't care. Exactly. Whereas, like, I... <laughs> I might be biased. I like to think mm -hmm. I'm a good listening ear. Mm -hmm. I'm not a problem solver. Yeah. We're, I, uh, your problem And that's just it. Talk to your husband. He's a wonderful problem solver. He's uh, logical. He's critical analytical. Mm -hmm. He can do all of that. He can take emotion out of it and just yep. focus on like the facts. I'm like, but it's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here and give me cuddles. Exactly. I'll, Which is I'll, totally. I'll make you food and we can cuddle and watch sad movies and I can be the listening ear mm -hmm. and that's how I help. Yeah. Eric Do not to, ask me to solve problems. Yeah, Eric comes to me with a problem and I will see the obvious thing and I will tell him the obvious thing but to him that's not an option because it pisses off his mother or it pisses off his boss or I'm like, but this is what you should do so just do it. I don't, who the fuck cares who you piss off? Like, they can deal with it, but he is a very emotional person, so he won't. So that's when he needs... And I tell him, go get yourself an emotional boyfriend. Someone who can do this to for you, because yeah. I can't. So uh, Eric has his emotional boyfriends that he talks to all the time, and I, I understand it, and I completely... I am for it, because I just can't... I, I can't be everything to one person i'm only one person exactly so i can only be me and give as much as i want so if you and want, you're also dealing with all of your own stuff on top of that yeah exactly because it'd be nice to think that you can like take yourself complete out of the picture mm -hmm. but like you also have work stress and you also have like other friends that are putting their baggage on you because yeah. you're their gossip girl yeah. i'm sure and yeah Everyone knows it. Yeah, and so, mm -hmm. and then there's like the Discord and the podcast, and like all these other things that are competing. So if your plate's heavy and then you also have to take an additional full plate mm -hmm. versus saying, I can take half this plate and he yeah. can take half this plate. Yeah. It's. I, hey, I'd be for all someone taking the entire plate. Just <laughs> take the plate, fucking put it in the dishwasher once you're done. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking care if I even have ever seen it. Uh, so yeah, no, I. I just, I want to commend you with the fact that a lot of gays that I know can't even navigate a two-week relationship and here, a two-week monogamous relationship, hopefully, with the same person, even and maybe they're not monogamous. And September will be our one-year mark. Exactly. Like, so. and you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> one of the interesting things is um, so because he and his husband are why do I keep on James and Josh yeah so I'm, I'm not Alex anymore yeah he's not trying to keep it a secret <laughs> sorry James and Josh um, they're both science based atheists mm-hmm. and I'm a witch yeah I'm very like metaphysical very spiritual I go off like bad vibes and like stuff like that and so like they're they're supportive like they don't, like, engage with, like, what I do. Like, they're respectful. Um, and so they're like, hey, like, want to hang out tonight? I was like, I do. It's also a full moon. Let me do my ritual, cast a circle, collect some rainwater, and then I'll mm-hmm. chat with you after. They're like, okay, have fun. Text me when you're ready. Yeah. And they'll just let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's times where, like, recently, uh, like, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> Sorry. You're yeah, and so I was like, hey, <laughs> if I seem, like, super, like, off right now, it's because right mm. now it's a shadow period, which means shit's starting to get real. And then from September 9th to October 2nd, full retrograde's going to hit. There's going to be increase in, like, technology going bunk and increase in miscommunication. And he's like, are you using this as, like, an excuse to, like... I was like, no, no. No, no. I'll, my, I'm still responsible for my own actions. I just... Moon shit. Yeah, I'm trying to give you an idea of what may be happening. Yeah, here's a heads up if we have unclear communication for the next mm-hmm. six weeks. Yeah, he will also be extremely fertile during this time. <laughs> so September 16th is when everything will be good. He's like, okay. So we'll see you on the 17th. Okay, yeah. werewolf. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so um, it's just when it comes to certain things where he's like, okay, I understand this is your belief, but let's think about this logically. I'm like... I am. He's like, this, no. Yeah. Okay, tell me your. Why are you doing this? I was like, the tarot cards told me to. Mm-hmm. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. So, and that doesn't have anything to do with being poly or being monogamous. It has to do with just a difference of belief systems. Yes. And everyone, I think everyone has to deal with different belief systems. It's just the problem usually is, is in any white society, um, it's all the same basic belief just a different person with which you're doing it being it any kind of like the judeo christian muslim yeah. all that stuff is the same basic belief you're just worshiping same a different, candy different flavor yeah you're just worshiping a different head um which we do wah, wah. <laughs> uh whereas you got dustin over here dancing naked in a rainstorm and like slaughtering goats like i know you probably don't do that I'd Only on the <laughs> spring equinox. I can't remember when you did that last. Uh, <laughs> I do have a chicken foot on my altar. <laughs> um, okay. It makes sense, I promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Well, you probably just went to the um, to dim sum and got like the duck's feet. Have you ever had to, have you ever had dim sum? I've had balut. Okay. I just remember I was taking a dim sum. I know it's completely different. Probably. Like, this sounds super white right I know, now. now. I know dim sum is a completely different dish. Now we are Disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I remember going to dim sum once and it was like, the only thing I could even eat was like the little tiny buns because it was like bread, steamed bread and like something inside. Everything else looked so gross to me. I have, um, I am a very meat and potatoes kind of guy and that's mm. all I can eat. I don't do vegetables. Oh. I don't do anything weird. So... Oh no, like elementary school, my favorite meal was uh, bulgogi and chopped noodles. We lived with exchange students. We were host what? family. Mm-hmm. Like, probably explains. But, but it was duck's feet. That's the first time I ever tried it. And all it is is like chewy gristle in like 
uh, some kind of sweet and sour sauce. I, <laughs> first time I ever had balut, which is uh, fertilized duck egg. It mm-hmm. fertilized for 21 days, then you boil it. And sometimes they have like talons or beaks of or feathers. Of course, because it's been fertilized. Yep. You're eating a baby duck. Nope, mine had feathers. Yeah. Um, and it's the first time I ever had it. It was during a speed eating competition. Oh, fuck. Oh. And I just wish that I could have eaten it slower to enjoy the taste Ew, more. you are disgusting. It wasn't terrible, okay? No wonder you are like such a freak. <laughs> so, I mean, like it was good. And my, my friend, who he'll eat anything, because they didn't tell us what we were eating yep. beforehand. That, like, rude. Like, I, no, no, no. Rude. No, because of the guy who, like, brought it, I was like, I think I know what it is. So that's why I volunteered. And the guy's like, I'll do it. And then he's like, can I opt out? And so then someone else came up. Yeah. And I ended up, I think I came in second. It's still so gross. It's actually super good. Like, no. I have put a lot of nasty things in my mouth. <laughs> but it's always in the dark. <laughs> and it's only ever for, for at least five minutes. So, um, no, I can't do it. Um, but, uh, okay, now, now I'm thrown off track. Yeah, what are we talking about? Um, okay, so I think we're we, Okay, so we were just finishing up how you, amazing you are for the poly. Um, right. Now, what I think, what I do want to say is, Actually, no. I think we're going to go for a small break again. I agree. And then we are going to ra- start wrapping things up because we want to talk about... Pride. Pride. Um, and how you've been a hoe. And how well that's been going on. Spoilers! <laughs> um, okay. We will be... Uh, oh, I guess right now will be a good scruff break because um, Justin needs to find some bear daddies to... What maul him to death? Is yeah. that he's yeah. probably really into the mauling? Yes, I can please. really see that he is. Yeah. Um, okay, we will be uh, right back. Woof. Okay, we are back. So um, Justin's got to go because he's got a a play date at the den of uh, Bear Daddy XL. Oh, sorry, XXL. Um, Four twenty. <laughs> um, You're showing your age, sweetie. <laughs> I know. I know. So it's so sad. Uh, okay. So um, before the break, we were talking about how you've. Success, successfully navigated your way through a one-year relationship. Yes. Um, are you... Uh, I, I can't say are you happy in that because obviously you're happy in that. But is it... Because um, you've basically been in that relationship almost the entire time that you've been out as well. Minus just a little bit, right? Yeah, because like, like James and I started talking February... No. March, mm-hmm. either March or April, yeah, uh, of 2021, mm-hmm. and then we officially started dating September 2021, yeah, and so and I came out July, July. end of July. So. Uh, yes, I, I, in case anyone I didn't say it yes at the beginning, which I think I did. We had taped in July the day he came out, but I had only dropped the episode in October, so yeah. he had already started dating James by the time that episode had dropped yeah so i'd been i've been out for like two months mm-hmm. and next thing i knew yeah relationship collared all yeah. that jazz <laughs> so so fancy yeah um although i remember one of the it's actually super cute we picked out the collar together i know the collar is cute um there's a bear paw on it for those listening <laughs> well 
Oh, wait, that's a kitty. <laughs> um, one of the, the funniest episodes that I think we did was when you were talking about um, having sex with the devil when you went up into Edmonton. Um, and <clears throat> that actually got... Uh, everyone was talking about that one. Really? Mm-hmm. All, all the friends that I have that are bears, they were like, who's this Alex guy? He sounds really sexy. I'm like, yeah, he's really cute. You can... Whatever. Um, so, it, and it, it was always funny because... They always wanted me to like give him your digits. I'm like, no. Um, can we just let him <clears throat> be be gay right now? Because he's totally fresh. I don't want <clears throat> as bad as it might sound. I don't want any of you ruining him because he's literally been gay for three days. Just leave him alone. Yeah. Like let him learn his lessons as he needs to. But apparently, you didn't even take that advice because you were learning lessons. Uh, the hard way in the back seats of a Honda Civic or something, however you were doing it. Um, when I got stuck in a snowbank for <laughs> yes. five hours. Good times. Wait, good three times. hours? It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had to pay 120 bucks out of pocket. So funny. So funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I just want to be absolutely clear that just because you were in a one-year relationship, you were may or may not have been able to experiment the most of the time as well. I mean, right? we were... Uh, they were already open mm-hmm. when I entered Polly, so it's not like, oh, now we're Polly, we're all going, like, yep. closed relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I came in, like, day one, and I was like, all right, I know you have been open for three years, but we're closing it, they've yeah. been like, who's this bitch? Yeah, who like, is she, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. um, Yeah, and so it just stayed open. Mm-hmm. Um, and side note about that Halloween, it was actually through this podcast that the devil realized what he did to me <laughs> he didn't realize that i had torn yep. and it took like a month to heal and like two months later i still had like fissures mm-hmm. that would tear almost every time yep, 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 yep. and so he was like he messaged me he's like i am so sorry like my friend listens to the podcast he's like hey was this you i listened to it and i was like oh shit i'm sorry so we're good we're mm-hmm. good i'm healed now see this podcast it does uh, it touches lives yes uh, mostly because I touch people <laughs> and um, under the table. <clears throat> um, yeah, so we, uh, there's been an interesting balance, I would say, of um, James already having had his gay experience coming out mm-hmm. and his hoe phase, if you will, yep. and me not having the hoe phase. And so every now and then there can be some tension where he's like, hey, I just want to be with my partner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I understand that, but this guy's cute. And I'm like, no. And it's a balance between, like, it's not that, like I don't want to prioritize him, mm-hmm. but I'm in my 20s and I'm horny. Yes. And I know that's not a good excuse. But It doesn't stop. Like... And so there's times where he's like, I don't want to be the ball and chain all the time. And I'm like, I don't want you to be, and I don't want you to feel that way. And I do want to be with you. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going on holidays mm-hmm. for a week. Mm-hmm. Have a slut week. Yep. And then when we get back, will it be out of your system? I'm like, pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Okay. <clears throat> and so, yeah, recently I've been having my slut week. And I don't know how single gays do it. It is exhausting. <laughs> I don't... Every time I think that I want, like, the freedom to, like, do whatever, I'm reality smacks me down. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, guys are so flaky. And, like, 
I just want dick on demand. Yes. Like, like mm-hmm. can there be, like, a skip the dishes I for guys? I, uh, that, I think that's what I tried making. Uh, oddly enough, that's what I tried making the Discord when I started it. It was just going to be, like, guys that wanted to hook up. That way you can message them and be like, hey. But now the community is just so large that... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Great community. It, it's just a community. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's kind of transcended that whole thing. So it's like I need to start a new one. Yeah, like... Just <laughs> as, as a side to just be that. And, like, when I first joined... Like, I think some of, like, the most common, um, like, channels that had people commenting were in the different areas of the city. It was, like, northeast, northwest, central, and those were, I was constantly getting notifications of people wanting to hook up, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I've got to get to Calgary. I got here, and it stopped. And I was like, (laughs) am I, am am I the drama? Yes, I don't think I'm the drama. You're the problem. And so, yeah, and now it's just like, oh, like, memes are super popular, or, and, like, like, we still get some, like, pics and videos and stuff like that. Um, it's just evolving. That's, yeah, that's how and it is. don't get me wrong. I have had some decent hookups from the community, mm-hmm. and they're good hookups. Um, so it still works. Why fix what isn't broke? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like sometimes I'm just like I just want someone who's able and willing within the next half hour. Yep. I I think I recently I don't know in in what context I broke this, but um, I think I, I've told someone. That I, and God is going to make me out, sound absolutely terrible, but I routinely schedule or double book people because I know chances are one of them is going to flake. Yeah. So if I'm leaving work, so if I'm off work at like whatever, if it's a close and I'm off at 10, 1030 and someone wants to get some, I will double book people, triple book people at 11, 1130. Because I know uh, only one of them will actually go- follow through with it. And even then, I, I've had it when all three, it just, it doesn't happen. So See, I'm like, the that's, problem, that's I, think, I think why you can do that is because, like, I'm the one that travels. Yes. So, I, I will sometimes travel too. Like, so someone's like, hey, I'm in, like, the north of the city, like, five minutes away from my work. I'm like, okay, work's a 25-minute drive away. Yeah. So I'll stay here because you said that we would chat and meet up after I'm done work. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting around for half an hour up north. I'm like, I'm going home. Then yeah. I drive down to like central Calgary. And then he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, just finished driving 30 minutes. Not happening. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I turned down the other guy because I was waiting outside my work. So now I'm just tired and I just, <laughs> I'm going to take a shower and a nap. Yeah. And, and I'm going to do it myself. Exactly. Like, that's it. Like, it's easier. I don't know if it's, it's that old man in me that just is going to... Like, you just plan ahead. And if you need... And yes, uh, when I want dick, I want dick now. And I do live, like, five minutes away from Goliaths. Yes. And do, do not roll your eyes, I'm, sweetie. Oh, God, you heard the creak as it was rolling back into my head. Do not <clears> roll your eyes. I know, I know. Okay. Real talk. <laughs> From the Discord, you remember the negative Nancy, yep. who was just, like, shitting all over Goliath. Yes. Yep. It is not as bad as people think. I know. They think it's bad because it hasn't changed how it's looked mm-hmm. for a while. Yes. And so if you were there in, like, the 90s, and if you're there now... It's the same. It's the same. People like me... It's all brand new. I prefer it to Steamworks. Yeah. And... Really? Yeah. I actually, uh, me and another person for the Discord, were like, hey, what is up his ass? Why is he being so negative? And so we actually did, like, a, p- a pros and cons list of mm-hmm. both. 
And I'm like, is there more public play areas at Steamworks Edmonton? Absolutely. Is it more popular? Yes. Are there like, um, like different pros and cons? And I was like, but with Goliaths, one, I feel like the steam room is actually cleaner mm-hmm. because there's light and you can see and you don't feel like there's black mold like growing <laughs> inside. <laughs> the music doesn't give you a headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you rent certain rooms, you actually can't hear the music. So if you need a break, you can just have no sound whatsoever. Yeah. And like, as someone who is just recent to the whole bathhouse scene, like, this past week, I went to both Steamworks and Goliaths. They both had positives and negatives. I do like how the um, jacuzzi is more central at Steamworks and mm-hmm. not off in, like, the corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, a hot tub is a hot tub. A steam room is a steam room. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, like, it's a more chill vibe as opposed to, like, an active hunting vibe. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean... Hate it if you want. Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you don't have anything nice to say. It, it don't say anything at all. Exactly. Your mama told you that when you grew up. Exactly. Um, okay, so with that being said, you and your hoe face, and I don't want to start any trouble between you and your partner, whatever, whatever. Yep. Do you think you have had enough of a hoe face in order to explore all of your options and your desires and to seek out who you are as a sexual person? Um, For right now, yes. Okay. I say for right now because I actually had today off of work and I was like, I don't, the way that I explained to him (laughs) is like, it's not like, I'm not even enjoying it now, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like you're at the buffet, you're completely stuffed. Yeah. And then you see they, br- they bring out the dessert tables. Yeah. And you're like, I know, but like, you feel like you have to do it because it's there. Like, mm-hmm. you have to have dessert. You're yeah. full. You're satisfied. Yeah. You're completely content, but it's there. And then you have it, and then you just feel sick. And you're like, I didn't have to do this. Yeah. But you felt obligated to. Yes. So that's kind of what it became is I was like, well, because he's like, hey, yeah, I'm going away for a week. I have a slut week. Go for it. And I was like, okay. And so then when I started to like, get like worn down and like I just I don't like this anymore but I still have like three days and I feel like future <laughs> yeah. Dustin is gonna be like you bitch yeah. you didn't utilize every last second yeah. and so this morning when I woke up I was like you know what I'm content and I know I'm wise enough throughout the week this baby gay is learning that the past like two have been satisfying and so if I try to find anything else now it will be a disappointment mm-hmm. because they'll either flake out mm-hmm. and it'll end on a negative emotional note. It'll just be bad sex yep. on a bad physical note, or it'll just be a lot of work for not good payoff. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to Cali Park with <laughs> my family because mm-hmm. uh, they were in the city and with my niece and nephews. And we went on rides and took pictures and all that. And I was like, this is a good way to end my slut week, not being a slut. That, which I do have to commend you on. Um, it's sometimes... I even got hit up while at the park. I didn't open the app. <clears throat> See? That's that's growth right there. Right? Personal growth. Saint right here. <laughs> I, I sometimes don't... Even at my well-aged um, years, um, I don't follow that rule. Like, I, I know that if I've ever actually got free time, I the only thing that I'm thinking is, okay, well, how am I going to 
open this up with hookups. Yeah. Right? I've got, you know, Eric's at work. I've got the day off. How many hookups can I cram in? And it's it's the same thing. That means all I'm doing is either I'm at work or at home with Eric or at home on Grinder. Yeah. Just waiting to schedule dick. Like Exactly. Where's life? Right? I don't like it's I need to get out and I need to do things. I need to go to Callaway Parks or I need to go even for a hike. I going for a walk outside is yeah. sometimes it's like it's not even in the system. It's yeah. like my mind it's Take uh, a walk, go for a swim, right? like I just, catch a movie, like, uh, like and uh, like uh, see the new Top Gun, it's really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, um but even like the stuff that happens with Fab and it's like all of those outings it's that's never anything that is uh, that's popping up into my head because it's like it's not in my cycle of um what work husband sex yeah kind of trifecta like that's uh it's very and i need to get out of that obviously but yeah. it's just it's, it's a, exhausting yes you know? it is but it's a routine and you just get into it and i don't know if it's just because you know as gay men we're supposed to have a lot of sex but it's like, it is. It's exhausting. Yeah, and I mean, that comes back to, this is the the gay historian in me. It just comes back to the fact that queer culture is actually rooted in hookup culture due to yes. fetishization through the straight people. Yeah. But that's, but, I, I think we already talked about that. Yeah, but it, it, but it is. It's built into the culture. Yes. And like that's, because um, we try to say that it's one of our pros. That, you know, we can just go... Uh, hook up with anyone we want and at any time we want and um, without any consequences and whatever whatever and we sometimes feel that we have to live up to that and that in itself is exhausting especially when what you see as our representation of that which a lot of people don't talk about is these hot fit muscly dudes that are always on Insta and promoting their OnlyFans or JFF but they're living the life and they're happy and that's what we want to aspire to be whereas you and me who have to work 40 hours a week at some mundane job um just to pay rent right and don't have enough money after that to have either food and we work in customer service or a gym membership like stuff like that it's this guy came to my work soliciting gym memberships from the employees i'm like no. I know. Like, Go, stop. Just fuck off. But I, I think that that's the problem. We we all live... Like, this is a standard that we have set for ourselves. Yeah. Which is why I like the bear community, because, um, like, they do know how to have fun. They do like to party. There's always food. There's always, like, mm-hmm. hey, let's... Like, if we go swimming, then we go to a pub afterwards. Yep. Or there's, like, bowling, and then there's, like, food. And so, like, it doesn't have to be just, like... Oh, we're just doing this one thing. Um, and we're looking at even adding um, like recreational sports into it because we found a really awesome facility for Baracus next year. And um, we could rent the space for like badminton and like volleyball and stuff like that. So the people who do want to be more into that, mm-hmm. you don't have to join some like queer league with a whole bunch of like skinny jocks that makes yep. you feel inadequate. It's yep. like, hey, it's other bears who are clumsy with a volleyball. <laughs> Let's just smack it around. <laughs> Um, and then tap bellies. Exactly. Well, when we score a point exactly. through a hoop. <laughs> Girl sports team. Yay, local sports. <laughs> so, so a lot of the time when I meet up with people, because they are bears, it's like, hey, 
we're both tired. Let's cuddle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I realized that a lot of the non-bear people, they're just sort of like, we're done. Why are you still here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, you, you want to watch Mean Girls? No? <laughs> no? Okay. You don't even have to watch it. We can just recite it. Right. right? Literally, you've probably got five gays in that bed anyways. Each one pick a role. <laughs> it is fun. I am Regina George. Right. Um, I dips Karen. You, you, you can be Karen all you want. But yeah, uh, and so, yeah, like, it's one of the things that I appreciate is it's getting away from the hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that we don't have fun. Like, we... You were at Brackus, we have a back room. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bear Camp Out, there was a play space in the woods. Yeah. Like, we have, like, the nude beach. Yeah. But we also have, yeah, like, bowling, and there's, like, the Christmas party coming up, and the Halloween dance, and all this stuff. The that... Christmas party is not nude, just so you know. No. Yes. Okay, side note. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Um, so we know the theme, and, well, like, we were bouncing between, like, a few different themes. We want it to be, like, a Christmas formal where we all, like, dress up fancy. Do we want it to be, like, a pajama party? And I was, because I'm on the fab board, yeah. I was like, if it's a pajama party, can we have a pillow fight? <laughs> and I petitioned 150%. They're like, we will break you. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of the point. Um, yeah. I will bring one pillow, and I, I will start a I single fight. I am just saying, yes, if they want it to be Christmas, they want it to be very thoughtful and loving and love thy neighbor they're not there to beat up a twink yeah like, most of us not... are between 250 and 300 pounds yes, one exactly. swing you'll go through the yeah, wall exactly and so um now we're we've decided what what the theme is and i'm like regardless of whatever the theme is can we do a promotional photo for our ads that's a pillow fight <laughs> i'm still petitioning and they're like, they're like maybe to be beaten down with feathers and polyester yes speaking of which oh god <laughs> sorry um another thing that has evolved with all this is um one of the demonstrators at fab mm-hmm. did you see the electro play where you... I, I have seen it before okay I, just, I didn't see the one that fab had okay well the demonstrator um i don't know if he wants to talk about him on the podcast or not but um he's become a good friend of mine and he is sort of like mentoring me in kink mm-hmm. um because the very first time i was like hey afterwards like great demo blah blah like we should chat uh do you know knife play you remember the knives, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you kinky bitch. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't know knife play yet. Mm-hmm. It's now one of my go-tos. Oh, God. It, it was an amazing kink session, and he like, uses only, like, sharp, real knives. Mm-hmm. And he walked me through everything, like, like a play, kind of like a cooking show, where, like, and now we're grabbing the knife, and now we're doing the... <laughs> yeah, basically, cooking show dialogue. Okay, so if he does it in a Julia Child accent, that would be so amazing. I, but, no! <laughs> we are catching the knife! <laughs> We yeah. are trusting the bird. <laughs> exactly. I'll have to ask for that next time. Anyways, um, and so like I've been experimenting, and it's been wonderful. He's so knowledgeable. Uh, and so he has been like taking me sort of like under his wing, and like is oh like now let's try this, now let's try that, and he talks me through everything, so I'm learning even more. Uh, we did mummification at one point. Fuck, you are so weird. And knife play is no longer the most dangerous kink I've done. Oh, for God's sakes! Don't don't say breath play or whatever that is, because that's even worse. Is it? Yes. I mean, I've done breath play before, but like well, because knife play you can get get cut and it's whatever, but breathing is kind of important. Yeah. Um. So this one, I, I was really stressed at work. Uh, someone set off a confetti cannon in one of the aisles, and I was like, "Bitch, I don't have time for 
for this. Mm-hmm. I was at my wit's end. He's like, do you want to come over and I can set you on fire? I'm like, yes, please. So, yeah. And so I went, and then a friend texted me. He's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I wanna, like, I'm going home to light myself on fire. He's like, please don't. I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This person's going to be setting me on fire. He's like, ooh, take pics, bitch. And so I did, and yeah, like I'll have to show you after. I don't want to see. I do not want to see. Like you he, doing these he laid things. me down. He uh-huh. has like rubbing alcohol. He has a whole like fire kit. He also did like fire cupping. I had yeah. a big bruise on my back yeah, like a yeah, while from the yeah. cupping. Um, but yeah, he would do like take his baton and he like draw like lines and he'd set on fire. He could like feel it go like mm-hmm. as it went up. He'd like wipe it away. And he one of his favorite games to play is guess the letter, where he'd like draw a letter, mm-hmm. light it on fire, and I'd have to guess what he drew. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like he like he set my dick on fire. Oh, for fuck's sakes! It was so relaxing and enjoyable. Scary at first, because mm-hmm. the first time I freaked out. He's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." He's like, "Did it startle you?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are we going to continue?" I was like, "Absolutely!" Like, let's keep going. And then he's like, "Hey, if you want to practice, you know, before you light a person, uh, he told me like ways to like start out and like basics of like safety. Make sure that you have that there's a fire extinguisher and a bowl of water behind them. Don't worry." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like straight up, like he like singed my leg hair. He like lit my dick on fire. He was on like my chest and my back and all of that, and it was incredible. And then he did some fire cupping, which was relaxing. Um, and yeah, so the kinkiest, most dangerous thing that I've done is legitimately being set on fire. It's so much fun. My fucking God. Okay. So <laughs> to just, um, harken, okay, go back to when I said, Hey, have you done everything in the past year to get yourself sexually satisfied? And fuck bitch. Can you just put a pause on it and just uh, be vanilla for a little bit and then go into like the crazy shit once again it's Pandora's like, box uh, it's I it is insane the level of crap that you've tried just in the past uh, year I yeah. just I don't know that's like, crazy going from like remembering what it's like to touch my first dick mm-hmm. to having mine on fire mm-hmm. and everywhere in between yeah, yeah it's, it's insane yeah and so I, I'm not like practicing with people yet but i am going to be getting a fire kit (laughs) and if at any point you wish to experience what it's like no i'm telling you that right now i'm hoping i am not setting myself on. i'm hoping that i can have enough pull with the fab board and with the new place Mm -hmm. looking at like insurances and whatnot Mm -hmm. that we can do a fire demo at the next fab mm-hmm. and he said that i can be his demonstration yeah. person for that yeah. um it's so much fun so i mean i'm i'm satisfied fuck that's so. insane um okay i think we're gonna wrap this up because <laughs> that's way too much um i don't i didn't know if you wanted to tell everyone what it was but um so now is your opportunity all right. So in the past year since you've been gay, in the 400 days of gay, you have... God, this is uh, so awkward even for me because I know... Here, here, I will. Go. I will. Go. Okay. In, in preparation for the podcast, I was thinking, I wonder if I can remember every hookup I've had. Like, do I know my body count? Because mm-hmm. most of the time, it's just like friends with benefits and like regular friends that like we hang out and stuff like that yep. and it's the same like small group of people um rather than like the one offs and so in progress for the podcast i started writing my body count 
Mm-hmm. And I think I've actually remembered every single hookup. Mm-hmm. And because I'm me, I also organize them categorically. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the categories are just oral. Mm-hmm. That's where you fit in because yep. you were actually the very first time I came from just a blowjob. <laughs> and it was in this house right here. It was here. in this house. Yep. Before, before we actually did our first podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's people who I have just topped because I'm versed because when James and I started dating, he's like, with the size of your dick, the fuck you're a bottom. Yeah. We're going to be 50-50. Yeah, okay. Minimum. Look I'm at like, him. Look at him go. Expanding horizons. Yeah. Um, there's just bottom. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who I've switched with. Oh, wow. Yeah. So those are the four categories. Okay. We're not going to give numbers on all of those because nope. uh, that is just a, that is a for you kind of scenario. But in total, mm-hmm. with all the categories. Okay. Uh, I will say the biggest one is just oral. Yeah, because that's the easiest one. Yeah, Actually, I didn't realize that. I was counting. And with my slut week included, 400 days in, I have had interactions with 50 different people. I'm so proud of you. 50 people in one year. So proud of you. So. Um, okay, in, in the spirit of sharing, fine... Um, Do you know your count? Yes, I keep I keep track of that too. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, from January because I always start on I start a fresh calendar year. Uh, sorry, I thought you meant like from when you came out. Oh Do you, fuck no! I was like, no. bitch, you know your count? No, not my total. I, I like I said. I do a fresh yearly total every year. So from January for me as to right now, it's 32. Okay. So nice. y- you're beating me. Um, <laughs> and with this, the interesting thing is I was at Steamworks. And um, one thing that sort of throws me off just personally a little bit is the fact that there are mixed nights. Mm-hmm. Which can like throw me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so, and maybe this ties into like toxic gay culture, which we can cover in like a different podcast because we're almost at the end. Um, but... Uh, there was someone at, like, one of, like, the side, like, glo- not, like, the big, like, glory hole, like, mm-hmm. wall, but in one, like, the, like, off rooms. Yeah. So I saw someone sitting there, and then I, um, like, walked up to it, it started getting sucked, and halfway through, I was like, is this a woman? <laughs> Bitch, is this a, g- what? And so, like, I don't know if it was. Yes. But it was questionable. Yeah. And, like, I could not get hard after that. I was like, I... That has fucked you up. I am done. Yeah. Now, like, do I believe that the whole, like, gold star gay trope is fucking toxic? Absolutely. Do I think that it has negative connotations for trans individuals in the community? Absolutely. Um, But I told some of my friends, and I was like, I don't know, but... It's there. Mm-hmm. And so one of them joked like, oh, like you don't have your gold star status. And my one friend was like, so now that you're bisexual, I was like, fuck <laughs> off with that. Uh, no. And so, so good. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that was the, the scare of my week. And that's I'm when so things started to tone that. down. Um, and so like, it's just, it's not for me. I mean like, yeah, like a mouth is a mouth. Mm-hmm. And had I been in like the right headspace, I'm sure I could have enjoyed it because yeah. a mouth is a mouth. Yeah. Um, but, and not so that there's anything wrong, like, because there's a lot of, like, bi erasure as well and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, like, I just I don't want it to sound like I'm that type of person. Like, you know what? Love who you love. Yeah. Play with who you want to play with. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. 
and it was questionable. So I was like, that was sort of the oh part of my week. And I was like, all right, I think I'm done with Steamworks for right now. Which uh, uh, I just want to put a little... Uh... I told you so out there that um, if you could tell behind a glory hole that the person giving you oral sex was a woman because it's different, then obviously men do it different. I mean, there was a little part of me that was like, well, like very soft hands, but I was like, no, hold up. Gays have soft hands too. Terry has incredibly soft hands. It's actually what went through my mind. (laughs) What went through my mind. Uh, And the the nails. Yeah, Yeah. because like the very first time I was like, hold up. Painted nails, super delicate, soft hands. Mm-hmm. And so then I just started picturing you sucking my dick. And I was like, no, it's not yeah. the same. Nope, not working. I can't feel the scruff. There's no beard. Yeah. There's no beard. The jail pussy is not there. So, like, I was like, maybe it was just super femme twink. Maybe it was a woman. In the end, I don't care. Could be. But it just, it sparked a thing in your head. And, and, and yes, yeah. I agree. Um, one... Uh, James found it hilarious. And it, he, it, he's not going to drop it either. Well, no. Okay. So, uh, on the flip side. Yes. Uh, I was talking to just yes I know yes I said we're wrapping it up but yes I just had this thought in my head um, I was talking to this guy who is straight slash married slash whatever so obviously he's my perfect type and so we, we've been flirting and he's you know he's never been with a guy before and whatever whatever I'm like yeah that's fine I go through like I jump through the same hoops all the time yep. uh, but he sent me this message randomly he's like um, yeah I, I'm really you know I'm really interested and I want to get in that I'm like great he's like I've been super horny uh, I just had you know I had sex with my wife earlier this morning and my and it still stinks of pussy wash that shit <laughs> I was so I I was like like I I told him and like literally I tried to say it in the nicest possible way that I can. I said as a gay man that has literally turned me off the fastest than anything I have ever heard. Yeah. Like that is disgusting. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, LOL, sorry." But it's as a straight man maybe that is hot yeah I don't or know or as someone who's like bi or something like that but it's and the same thing like if you t- if if someone comes up to me and just says my, my, my dick still smells like your boyfriend's asshole I don't want to smell that either I mean like nor am I putting that in my mouth yeah like there's even times where people are like oh like now that we fucked like you should suck my dick and I'm like I mean I know what's inside me mm-hmm. not my thing yeah. and I also want to be careful that because like Trans men are men. Yes. And yes. there is a big stigma around the fact that, well, are they pre or post surgery? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And so I find that a lot of the time it's like, oh, gross, I don't like vagina, can be very transphobic. Mm-hmm. And like there are trans men that I'm like, oh, I would actually like to, um, like it's the first time I've actually seen a vagina without fetishizing uh, that I found myself attracted to someone and being like, okay, Maybe I am pan, Mm -hmm. or maybe I am bi, or maybe I am something like that, because it's not to do with the biology per se, it's to do with I'm attracted to the masculine. I also don't like super femme gay men. Doesn't matter if you have a dick, if you're like super femme, it's just not for me. And I realize I'm too femme for some people, they've told me that, I'm like, you know what, I get it. I am who I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but yeah, I, I was like, it's... It's different. Like, the teeth are smaller. Like, the lips are softer. There's no scruff. Like, so that was... They're not gnawing on you as much. Right. Like a dog on a bone. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
feels obligatory, yeah. not desired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I going to get diamonds after this? Um, um, last thing. Okay. I, last thing that I'll say yep. is there is this one guy who was contacting me and it was almost too far for me mm. with his kinks. Yeah. Wow. How is this possible? He Actually, w- no. I... I even I know there is serious kink going One on. One word, city. like uh, like like there's some people who have been like, oh, like take a dump on my chest. I'm not in a scat play, not my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't find that like extreme per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically said, "How close to snuff can we get?" Yeah, oh god. Because <laughs> like I mentioned knife play, he's like, "I want you to straight up cut me, like plunge it, like tie me up and plunge it through my chest." Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not killing you. Mm-hmm. And he, like, was, like, like paragraphs and paragraphs of, like, do this, do that, do this, do that. Like, straight wanted me to, like, R-word him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he'll, he's, like, I'll do, like, a consent video, like, beforehand. And so, like, there's no, like, legal repercussions. And and I was, like, there's calm down. Repercussions yeah. to murder. It, like, <clears throat> he wanted me to get him as close mm-hmm. to snuff as possible. And I was, like, I'm, I'm yep. tapping out. Yeah, bye-bye. Tapping out. Yeah. Hit that easy button. Yeah, exactly. And so part of me is like, maybe. But no. No. No, no, no. Well, it sounds kind of... mm, As long as I'm the one in control and I can go to my limits, we're cool. And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, And he's like married and like his wife doesn't know about this. And he's like super on the DL. And I'm like, you want me to physically maim and scar you and you don't think she's going to ask questions? Yeah. How did you get this big knife wound in your chest? <laughs> exactly. Fucking straight. And the one thing he won't, the one that's too much for him, mm. he won't send a face pic. Yeah, of course not. Nope. Mm-mm. Not going to do it. I'm like, you know what? You He explained he has his reasons. I'm not going to go there. It's not my story to tell. They all have their reasons. But I'm like, that is my limit. Yeah. We finally found it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Set me on fire exactly. every day of the week. We have found his safe word. It is no. murder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> murder. Um, okay. <laughs> so with that, um, is there anything else you wanted to add, Dustin, um, um, to uh, your 400 days of being gay? Um, let's see. I went from never touching a dick to getting lit on fire, to mm-hmm. finding out that murder is my safe word. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an incredibly amazing boyfriend, mm-hmm. and his husband is fantastic as well. I will just admit that, yes, I am very fond of his boyfriend as well. Pride so. coming up. We actually <laughs> never talked about it. Ah, oh, fuck, it'll be another podcast. God, um, we've already been talking way too long. We have. Um, super quickly, I'm going to be doing the balloon arch mm-hmm. on the float. Anyone who's at Barakis, I was the one who did the giant balloon asshole. Yes, yes, he did the shrinkter. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be my first pride. I'm going to be serving face. I'm mm-hmm. going to be wearing my uh, assless leather chaps Perfect. with my underwear that says pride along the ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to figure out if I want to wear a corset or if I want to wear a crop top. Oh. Um, so still trying to figure I out I have that. a selection of crop tops that I've made myself. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I made all my I will not wear them in public, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just trying to figure that out. Um, and then... Just experiencing my first pride where I can be like, yeah, this is me, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. There's a photo that actually spoke volumes. Uh, it's the first photo that actually I felt identified with. It's a rainbow turtle hiding inside its shell. Yep. And it said, this month is for you too, still. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, damn. 
Like, cause for me, I was like, no, like pride isn't for me. I'm still in the closet. It's for other people who are proud. Mm -hmm. It's for everyone else who can be authentic and isn't. And I realized, no, it's for those of us who are still in our shells. Yeah. Those of us who are still hiding. I think that's who it is more for really. Cause we, we are gay all, every day. Exactly. Like, we are unapologetically gay because we have to be. And yeah. like you said way back at the beginning that sometimes we just have to fight for acceptance to be to be there. Yeah. Right? To be able to be in the room. Yeah. Like, but we still do it. Like the very first day when I painted my nails and you... I knew what it was. You reminded me what a base coat and top coat were. Yeah. Um, and like the amount of fear I had wearing nail polish to work. Yeah. Like I was shaking. And it's something that you do every day and you're like... It's yeah, not a thing. Whatevs. But it's, and I but I don't stop it. Like yeah. I, I continue to do it because I want to be that representation. I want to be able to help the young Dustins out that see it and want to do it and I want to be able to start conversations. Yeah. I've I and I've also started wearing makeup sometimes like makeup ish to work. Yeah. Not full face. Oh yeah. I'm talking like half face. Exactly. Like um, a little bit of mascara, maybe exactly. a little bit of eyeliner. It's like a Just Been Fox subtle touch. leaving. It's walk of shame, little tiny cleanup. But and I've had people actually come up to me and they're like, "Hey, like you came out as gay, right?" Like people from like before I came out, I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "So I'm actually questioning." And like they've actually come to me and they're like, "Hey, like you're a safe person I can talk yes. to." And it's actually such like a humbling experience. And I'm like, "Oh, like I'm the one." Mm -hmm. Like I was the one who gave. Uh, actually, a few people, they're like, hey, once I saw your coming out post on Facebook, it gave me the courage to come out as mm -hmm. well. Thank you. And I was like, I was I was almost vomiting from nausea yep. because I, I couldn't do it. But and people don't see that, and they see your strength, and they see that you've done it, so they piggyback yeah. on that. And that is an, the amazing part yeah. of and, everything. And that's why I wear like rainbow eyeliner when I'm yep. out on my days off, and why I wear a crop top to stampede and stuff like that. It's because there are people in the closet and kids in the closet who can see that I'm happy. Yep. And that's the reason after a year, I'm happy. Yes. And, and I, I think that is one, I, that is the most important takeaway that yeah. I want to take from anything. You were so scared. I was going to get caught back in the church. Yes. I, I'm just, I'm, it, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I cannot say anything other than I was fearful that you'd have this moment and then it would be, they would, you know, claw you back in yeah. because of all the things that you are, are yeah. you know so well and, and the, it's part of your life. And the fact that I still have friends that are Mormon and the fact that like we, like we make gay jokes together mm -hmm. and, um, they're like, they'll do something and I'm like, oh yeah, like we can do that here. But like, if you do that with my community means something completely different. Mm -hmm. And like, we'll all joke about it, like, oh yeah, I forgot about that and blah, blah. <laughs> and like the fact that we're still friends and that we're still like equals in that sense and that there's this balance and it is possible to thrive. Yeah. Um, and the first year out has been emotional. It's been a roller coaster. It's been a learning experience. I've had, I've been terrified. I have been scared to death sometimes. I have been more happy than I ever thought possible. It's been so much emotion. I finally feel identified. I felt isolated because I didn't belong because I'm, I'm a twink. I'm not a yeah. bear. I don't belong there. Um, to being a board member who plans activities for bears. Um, to being a slut. To just wanting to be in my boyfriend's arm and watch a movie. And just shut the world away. It's been absolutely fantastic so i just actually want to thank you for giving me the opportunity and this is honestly 
like when I listen back to early baby Alex, mm-hmm. um, I think, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And this has actually been like a time capsule for me talking about what it's been like. And so now I'm interested to see where Dustin will go mm-hmm. in the next year yes. um, with this. And yeah, I just wanted to thank you for giving me uh, this amazing gift of being able to share my experience and others can live vicariously through mm-hmm. me uh, back to their baby gay days. Okay, well, now I now need to stop because we're both about to fucking start crying because this is like so touching and shit. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so it's... Um, <clears throat> It's been absolutely incredible. Um, last words, I promise, this time. Mm-hmm. Come out when you're ready. Yeah. Come out when you're safe to come out. The reason why it took me 25 years is because it wasn't safe for me to come out. I had to be living on my own with a full-time job, with independent finances, and like my own phone, like everything had mm-hmm. to be, like I had to tick all the boxes. I would love to live in a world where we could say, everyone's loving and accepting, and we can do that, but I mean, recently at my work, there was a coworker who was let go, not gonna go into the full reason why, but one of the comments that he'd made, I'd missed. But as I was walking out, I have this super cute tote, it says totes gay. And I have some, some pride enamel pins on it. <clears throat> yep. And I was walking and one of the coworkers said, hey, we overheard this person saying, oh, there goes that gay kid with his bag. And he was like super homophobic to all the coworkers we found out later. Um, just behind all of our backs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like you'll deal with homophobic coworkers. You'll deal with, like, you might not get a job because you wear makeup and nail polish to the interview. Yeah. Um, if you choose to know your place, no, bad yep. wording. Yep. But bad wording. You get it. <laughs> to play the role. Yes. Mm-hmm. And know the workplace. And if you're okay being declined a job to be authentically you, that's okay. If you're okay taking the nail polish off at work, that's also okay. Yep. And knowing your place with yourself is what I wanted to say. Yes. Um, and knowing, am I okay if I don't get this or if I do get this is the most important thing. Come out when you're ready. Come out when you're safe. Come out for you. Because I've been partially outed before. I have had people tell others when I wasn't ready, it sucks. And do it for you and no one else. Mm-hmm. And if you need a fucking confetti cannon, <laughs> as long as that confetti cannon is for you, <clears throat> all my love and support. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now I will close my mouth. There we go. Um, all right. So um, he's probably going to steal my thunder. Nope. Oh, really? I, I, sure? I learned the first time. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Going to be wrapping this up. Thank you so much for listening on this episode. It's been a long one. I know we've yammered on and probably nod your ear off it's better than us doing on a different body part because yep. both of us would right and you know his safe word is murder so <laughs> he ain't stopping anytime soon all right so uh say bye dustin cheers let's oh fucker thank you for listening to this episode of the gay agenda don't forget you can follow us all on the tweets the instas and on the facebooks at the gay agenda yyc if you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye. Bye. Love and light, bitches.